0: So, as you might have gathered, we are continuing our series entitled The Church Which Is His Body. We're we're continuing to see the mission of the church in the earth and our role in the earth. And, uh, And so we're doing a series within a series called The Dynamic Gifts of the Spirit. I can't go back and redo last week, but we did an introduction to the gifts of the nine gifts that are uh, uh, outlined in 1 Corinthians 12. And, uh, and so I would encourage you to either get the CD or go get the podcast or, uh, whatever means you can to get that because it sets up today. Um, I did, I did want to read this verse, every good and perfect gift. Is from above. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. So when we talk about gifts, and I said last week uh, that we cannot separate the gifts of the Spirit from the Godhead. It's, it, we make a, make a huge error when, when we do that, when we forget that, as we said last week, that the gifts are by and from the Holy Spirit. That the gifts are a manifestation of the Spirit. We said last week that the gifts aren't just things that God has on His shelf, that He says, I believe I'll take these off the shelf and hand them. But when we, when we exercise the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the Bible teaches us that they are an actual manifestation of God's Spirit through us. And so, Uh, We talked last week about the administration of the Holy Spirit, the sovereign spirit. And by that I mean that, and we'll read the verse here in a minute, but the, the Holy Spirit administers and apportions the gifts of the Spirit as he wills. We don't have a switch to turn the gifts on and off. The Holy Spirit has the only switch to turn the gifts on and off. Uh, and it, it says he distributes to each one as he wills. We talked last week about the, the these nine, particularly these nine gifts of the Spirit, are a way that we can access and communicate what we called the non-communicable attributes of God, the parts of God that we can't uh, communicate to the world. We talked about the difference between fruit and gift. Fruit is demonstrating God's character. And the gifts are demonstrating God's power, and the gifts of the spirit do not indicate our character. The fruit of the spirit does. The gifts of the spirit indicate God's power and God's sovereignty. We can't get the two confused. And so, and we, you know, shoot, I I said last week, you know, the gifts of the spirit are not intended to make us spooky or weird. It's not a badge to wear, and all these things. I'm, I'm, I'm resisting going back and redoing that. But in 1 Corinthians 12, I don't know what I put up. We're going to start with verse 1. I put up verse 4. If you'd stand while we read verses 1 through 11, uh, and we'll probably read these same verses next week. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version now. Concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. And that's why we're doing this teaching. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but it's the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. We pointed out last week that was an allusion to the Trinity. Verse 7. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance or word of wisdom. To another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith. By the same spirit. Do you think Paul's trying to get across to us that it's by the spirit? (laughs) He knows us. Uh, Because if if he didn't, we'd grab these gifts and run with them. Remember last week about the mailman and the stick? Anyway, can't go back and do that. Okay. Uh, where did I leave? Oh, yeah. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. And this here's a really important verse. Don't miss verse 11. All these, say All these. All these. Are empowered or administered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. You can be seated. Any teaching on the gifts of the Spirit has to be cradled in verse 11. That it's the Holy Spirit that administers, it's the Holy Spirit that assigns and apportions, and he does it individually as he wills. And the gifts of the Spirit are given to us to benefit the body of Christ, and to be used in evangelism as well. We said last week they're momentary. You know, you don't walk around with words of wisdom out of your mouth all the time. You wish you could, but you can't. Uh, and then we talked, you know, we may, next week we're going to study the word of knowledge. And we said, man, aren't you, gra- aren't you glad that that's a momentary gift? Amen. What if you knew somebody that had the word of knowledge and it was not a momentary gift? You wouldn't make eye contact with them. I don't know what I'm thinking. Doesn't work that way. Now, when I was 17 years old, I bought myself a Bible. There was a magazine at that time called Logos. Anybody remember Logos magazine? Oh, it's somebody said, "Let do." Jamie Buckingham was the editor, and I bought. They put out a Bible called the Logos Study Bible. I still have it. It looks like I've had it for however long that was—46 years, 47 years. I forget how old I am. Uh, and in that, in the back of that Bible, there was a, there was a section called the layman's commentary on the Holy Spirit. And actually I've gotten, I recently found a copy, a book copy of that part of the Bible and bought it and it's in my office. But they said this, and this was, I thought this was good. God's purpose in bestowing these charismatic gifts is that through their operation, followers of Jesus might be the functioning body of Christ on earth. I'll read that again, and you can too. God's purpose in bestowing these charismatic gifts is that through their operation, followers of Jesus might be the function. Everybody say functioning body of Christ on earth. There's no use being the body of Christ if we're not going to be functioning. Can't be static. And so when we study these gifts, that's what we're looking at. We're going to spend just a moment in how we're going to look at the division of these nine gifts, uh, and, the, and, the, and it's like this. Three groups. First group is going to be called revelatory gifts, and that is the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. The second group we'll call power gifts, and that would be the gift of faith, the gift of miracles, and the gift of healing. And then the third group we'll call vocal or speaking, and that would be the gift of prophecy, the gift of tongues, and the gift of interpretation of tongues. And, yes, we will deal with that, and so we'll be packed out that day. Today, we want to deal for a little bit with the word of wisdom. I suppose that the word of wisdom is probably, of these nine gifts, is probably the one that most of us access and often we don't even know we have. We don't know. Let me tell you what the word of wisdom is not, first of all. The word of wisdom is not learned by the natural mind. This is not something you can't read in a book and get the word of wisdom. I I read a lot of books. Sometimes I'm reading three at one time, but I can't get the word of wisdom by doing that. Uh, it's not spiritual insight necessarily. I mean, we have spiritual insight, but the word of wisdom is not that we get some insight. It's just that we we see something. It's not psychology, not opposed to psychology. It's not simple wisdom that in James one five says, if anybody lacks wisdom, let them ask of God. And we should do that, but it's not that. That's good, and we should have that. As a matter of fact, we have to have that. But it's not simple. It's certainly not all of God's wisdom. It's just part. Uh, it's not reserved for a limited few special people. We said last week that because God might use you and operate a gift through you doesn't make you more spiritual. As a matter of fact, it says nothing about you. It says everything about him. And, uh, and finally, which is very closely, but I got to say this, it's not just for the clergy. You know, we think, oh, well. He's got a license. He, he's ordained. I'm sure he can operate in the gifts. That has nothing to do with it. Absolutely nothing. The clergy should operate in the gifts, but it's not just for the clergy. I'm not even sure I like that word. But anyway, what is the, the word of wisdom? What is it, as the ESV calls it, the utterance? Well, according to 1 Corinthians two seven, it's really a secret and hidden wisdom. Some versions say we speak God's wisdom in a mystery. Not that it's spooky, not that it's weird, it's just hidden. Uh, the word of wisdom, this is a Spirit-filled life Bible notes, the word of wisdom is a spiritual utterance at a given moment through the Spirit, supernaturally disclosing the mind, purpose, and will of God as applied to a specific situation. Let me just say this too. If God uses you to and and uses one of these gifts through you, and I expect him to, you're not going to get this weird feeling come over you. But you are going to see something you didn't see. And when you start seeing in a moment the mind of God for a situation, you'll know it. You could say the word of wisdom is knowledge rightly applied by the Spirit. Knowledge that is not rightly applied gets us in trouble. Watch these verses. And when they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and the authorities, do not be anxious about what you how you should defend yourself or what you should say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. It's that Holy Spirit in the moment that we need giving us the words to say into a situation. You could say the word of wisdom is God addressing the what, why, where, when, and how of a situation. It's something that God drops into our minds and it overcomes our human limitations. And then we're able to accomplish whatever He's set before us. The word of wisdom ultimately provides guidance in solving maybe an immediate problem or a difficulty that we or someone else is facing. It also applies ultimately applies the wisdom of God to a given need, giving us momentary perspective. Haven't you been in in cases and places where you said, "Oh God, show me something. Show me something here. Give me a word for this person. Give me a word for this moment because you if you will be honest, and I'll be honest, I have often been in a place like that, and had nothing I know that makes you have a lot of confidence to come talk to me, but I'm just being real here, but in every case, almost every case, at some point God dropped something in my mind, and where did that come from? It came from his holy spirit, and it's it's supernatural because he came from the the spirit into me into my mind. There's, there are applications that we need to consider. I think that the uh, every parent needs this gift <laughs> because every child is different. And one of my favorite—I've told you this before. One of my favorite uh, times that I experienced the word of wisdom was—I wish Jason was here, but uh, but they're involved in a church in Gallatin. But anyway, Jason and Adam were small. And I don't know how small they were, but we were living in Louisiana, so they were fairly small. And uh, I came into the living room or somewhere, and they were arguing. And what they were arguing over was an imaginary ball. (laughs) Truth be told. Raise your hand, Adam. (laughs) Ask Adam if that's not true. They were arguing, and my wife was there too, arguing over an imaginary ball, literally. Literally. And I you know, you couldn't see it. And I said, well, I come into the room and they're doing this, and just like that, I know it was the Holy Spirit. I said, Give me that ball. <laughs> I said, Now I got the ball now. So I reached my hand behind my back and I pulled my hand out. I said, Now I got two imaginary balls. You each have one. And they were fine. They went on their way. (laughs) They each had an imaginary ball. Now, as funny as that is, I couldn't have thought that up on my own. Now, they fight over other things. Anyway, I think every pastor or church leader needs this gift because you don't don't really know how to handle every church member. Every church member is not alike. Um, Every merchant, every business person, every CEO should exercise this gift because every customer and every employee will not respond to the same kind of treatment. Whatever, whatever circumstances you find yourself in engaging with people, you need God to give you a word from time to time of wisdom. We do have some biblical examples. First, I want to mention this. I want to talk about the empty Jesus operating by the power of the spirit. Sometimes when we see things, Jesus does in the scripture, we say, well, yeah, but that's Jesus. Let me give you four verses. Do you understand that when Jesus came to earth, the Bible says that he emptied himself? Now, let me tell you this. He did not empty himself of his deity. He did not empty himself of being God. He was just as much God on the earth as he was in heaven. But he emptied himself and he began to rely on the Holy Spirit. Watch these verses. And Jesus, full of. Of the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan. Next one. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit in Galilee. Acts 10, 38. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Or, Matthew 12, 28. it is Jesus said, it is by the Spirit of God that I cast out demons. Now, let me tell you this. It's the same Holy Spirit that lives in you, that anointed Jesus Christ. It's the same Holy Spirit that God sent him in the power of the Spirit. He sends you and me in the power of the same Holy Spirit. I'm not saying we're equal with Jesus. I'm saying Jesus emptied himself so he could operate as a human being, relying on the Holy Spirit, so you and I can rely on the same Holy Spirit. Now, there are things that Jesus could do because he was God that we can't do. But I want to tell you, when the Pharisees sent their disciples to try to trick him, and they said, what about taxes? You, you, you need to pay your taxes, or do you, do you pay taxes? And they were trying to, to stump. And, of course, he said, why are you asking me these questions, you hypocrites? You know, Jesus was politically correct. Everybody knows that. <laughs> he said, give me that coin. And I believe the Lord gave him, through the Holy Spirit, a word of wisdom right here. Give me that coin. By the way, he could hear better than we could because he wasn't encumbered by flesh. He said, well, whose image is that? And they said, that's Caesar's image. He said, okay, here's what you do then. Whatever belongs to Caesar, you give to Caesar. Whatever belongs to God, you give to God. Next question. Who can refute that? Word of wisdom. Uh, If you haven't read the story of Solomon and the two women and the babies, 1 Kings 3, the two ladies come. They've got one, ba- one baby. One of them says, my baby died. I mean, her baby died, and this is my baby. And of course, they, she was lying because it belonged to the other lady. And You know, Solomon, all his wisdom. So I tell you what, I believe this is a word of wisdom. How many of you know the Holy Spirit was active in the Old Testament? It's all through the Old Testament. Uh, he said, go get me a machete, get me a sword. They said, what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to cut the baby in half and give each one of you half of the baby. And guess who chimed in and said, no, let her have the baby, the mother of the child. Wisdom, a word of wisdom, just like that. Um, Acts chapter 6, the people started complaining because the widows weren't getting fed, especially the Hellenistic Jews were not, the widows were not being fed by the church, and not being taken care of. And they came to the apostles, and the apostles said, we have a problem, and the problem is, we're supposed to give ourselves to the to the teaching and preaching of the word and the study of the word. And if we stop and do this, we're going to be diluting what we're supposed to be doing. So I'll tell you what. Let's identify seven men to become deacons. They didn't use the word deacons, but that's what they were. Word of wisdom. Right In that moment. They, they weren't prepared for this. But in that moment, God showed them to select seven men full of the Holy Spirit. Stephen was one of those. Philip was one of those. And we also have a biblical example of how we handle adversity through the word of wisdom. Look at these verses. So don't worry in advance about how to answer the charges against you. For I will give you the right words and such wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to reply or refute you. Don't worry in advance. Don't try to plan. Just go about your business. And when you need a word, I'll give you a word. And I'll give you a word that is wisdom. And when you give a word of wisdom, then nobody's going to be able to refute you or complain. And it's in our moment of need that we should expect God to drop the what, the why, the when, the where, The how into our situation and into our mind so that we know what to say. Proverbs ten says this on the lips of the discerning, wisdom is found. On the lips. On the lips. You know, if 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 we're not if we're not engaging or if we're not finding ourselves in a place of need if we're not finding ourselves where we need the word of wisdom, then we need to reassess what we're doing, maybe more importantly, what we're not doing, as far as being the church, which is his body in the earth. But if we're moving about and we're engaging with people and we're engaging with people with the mindset of advancing the kingdom of God, one person at a time, we will find ourselves in places of need. And in those places of need then we want our lips to be discerning. And we want our lips to be speaking wisdom. And we want to find that particular word of wisdom in that particular moment. We should offer whatever word God gives us to the appropriate parties at the appropriate time or into whatever situation is at hand. Proverbs 15, 23, everyone enjoys a fitting reply. It is wonderful to say the right thing at the right time. And that's what the word of wisdom is. Uh, The right thing at the right time. How many of you ever said the wrong thing? Either at the wrong time or the right time. I'll raise my hand. We've all done that. We want God to. And we want to be so in tune with God and be so sensitive to God that when the situation arises, that we hear that word. I mean, you know, just like the imaginary ball. I could never have thought that up. And Jesus, on the spot, saying, give me that coin. And Solomon, on the spot, give me a sword. I mean, those are things that they didn't plan to think. God dropped it into their mind. Can I tell you that every person under the sound of my voice, can and should operate in this gift. This is not, well, they have the gift of wisdom and they have the word of knowledge. No, that's not the way this works. It's the Holy Spirit who administers these gifts as he wills individually. But I'm telling you, all of us have access to all of these gifts. Now, you may, there may be people who, operate more in a healing ministry or something. But everybody who has God's DNA in you and you're full of his Holy Spirit, everybody can at some point or another find yourself in a situation where God drops a a word of wisdom into your mind for whatever situation you're facing. And you should expect it. Because a word spoken at the right time is like gold apples on a silver tray. Anybody get hungry? A word spoken at the right time. I don't think we should be nervous about that either. I don't think we should. Oh, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Well, you know, Ezra talked Friday night about the fact that the only thing God can't do anything with is nothing. And, I mean, He did something with nothing when He created the earth, but but our part, He can't do with He can't do anything with our doing nothing. We got to be you've heard me say that that an ocean liner uh, cannot be steered at port the captain can turn the wheel all he wants to at port it's not it doesn't change a thing but if it's moving you say well he's moving in the wrong direction well good he can be corrected you can't correct a direction if it's sitting at port but if it's moving you can correct it and God wants you to be moving. I, I mean, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, favoring everybody go out and make, make a bunch of mistakes, but I'm saying, man, alive, you're a lot better off to go ahead and do something and make a mistake than to sit back worried, wringing your hands. Oh, I, I can't do that. I might make a mistake. Well, you know, if you do, you'll learn from it. And you try to give a word of wisdom to somebody, and it's not so wise, you'll learn from it. And the next time you'll be more sensitive. But don't don't be don't be reticent. Don't be hesitant. Don't hold back from what God puts in your mind and puts in your heart. And share the word. Share the word in the moment. And it'll be like gold apples on a silver tray. I don't know what the silver tray has to do with anything, but gold apples is good. That's good food. And well, isn't it, wouldn't it be great? And isn't it great when you share something like this with someone and they say, Oh my goodness, that's exactly what I needed. That's exactly what I needed to hear. I encourage you today to earnestly. Everybody say earnestly. Earnestly, earnestly desire the word of wisdom. First Corinthians 14, 1 Corinthians 14.1 says earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. So I'm saying to you today, we'll say it differently next week, but today earnestly desire the word of wisdom and then ask God to give you opportunity often. And as I said, just when I started and we're going to close often, we, we receive the word of wisdom and we don't even know it at the time. We just get that thought. We say it and where'd that come from? Somebody been whispering in my ear. Where, Where did that, how did I know that? It's God's Holy Spirit. Aren't you glad? We don't have to do this alone. Amen? Stand with me.